Welcome, cadets and captains, to M-Class Podcast. Oh, fucking shit. <laughs> Welcome. It's time to trek with your boys. You know how it gotta be. We make this look easy. Trek with your boys. I gotta get on making that thing. I don't know how to. I don't know how to make it sound like. I don't know how to fuck with audio. I don't know honestly. either. Just you just have to sound as close to it as humanly possible. The person who edits this doesn't know how to fuck with audio, so that <laughs> that tells you all you need to know about this podcast. It's fucking sad, but true. <laughs> if you've ever listened to M Class podcast before, are you in for a treat? Because it's a good podcast. That's, That's all what people say, say. I think we have a perfect rating on iTunes. We do. I, I checked that for the first time in, uh, I don't know, two years, and we do yeah. have a five out of five stars. I guess we should, like, say to go do that and stuff yeah, we if should you like more. it. Yeah. There's so many things we have to remember to say at the end that I always forget at least one. Yeah, I feel like we just inundate people sometimes, right? Yeah. Because we have so many shit. awesome things. Yeah. This episode of M-Class Podcast is the second part of Josh Metcalf's Rise of Tourism Board's <laughs> vacation collection. Vacation, all I ever wanted. <laughs> Let's go to Rise again, our dick sucked. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit, I think. We're going to have to like get into it about, like, how does Ryza work? We'll talk about that a little I bit. I think you know how it works, Jeff. I mean, not, There's a hole, not you put on the it shaft. In. I'm talking about... <laughs> yeah, it works using friction, but okay. not too much friction. No, you don't want to get a burn. <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know your preferences, and I don't expect I ever want to. You have to put the red horgon out if you want that. Ugh. Um, let's get real for a second, fans of M-Class. Oh, shit. Getting real? Watching these episodes in this collection has made me realize, boy, do I need a vacation. I I want a vacation so bad. Uh, I, who live, who lives on a, uh, salary, if you could call it that, of a freelance artist and podcaster, uh, Uh will never have a vacation, as long as I live. You might no. be able to, though. And I mean, maybe not now. Yeah, I, w- I want to caution you <laughs> to not give in to that urge right now. I may be preaching to the choir, but we are in a global epidemic. Maybe don't go to Ryza with your wiener out right now. Yeah, just stay home with your wiener out. Yeah, you can keep your wiener out as much as you want. And if you don't have a wiener, just keep your vagina out. Whatever, whatever you got going on. Let it free, but inside your house. Yeah. Also, pl- probably with like the blinds drawn or something. There are laws. Yeah, yeah drawn up. There are there unfair laws, I think, but what? there's still laws. Is there a law that says you can't walk around your house naked with your windows open? Uh, yes. It's called public indecency. No, you're in your house. But the public can see your indecency. Stop looking in my house. <laughs> Uh, I never, as a teenage boy, all I wanted was to walk past a window with a naked lady in it, and it never happens. <laughs> this is before the internet. Yeah, so. it, before, yeah I don't remember. think it was before the internet, but it was before the internet was in my room where I could safely have my wiener out with the blinds up. You're never safe. <laughs> That's this how is I true of it. everything, really. 
especially when it comes to wieners being out. If you're if you think you're safe inside your room or you're I live alone. I ain't safe. People <laughs> fucking come up here. Whatever, just come up here. Fuck it. Cause like who cares about Josh, right? Just gawk, walk into his fucking house. Gawk at his wiener. How, how it's possible he's jerking off, but whatever. We'll just walk in anyway. Who knows? Uh, I don't really have that. It'd be weird as fuck if my neighbors just walked right into my house. Like, hey, neighbor. Oh, my well, God, my, your wiener's out. I live in the building that's owned by my family, so uh, oh, I can't man. complain too much. But also, like, at the same time, like, hey, uh, Privacy. I could just be nude in here. Privacy. <laughs> if I was, like, married or had a girlfriend that was, like, here, like, I, I mean... What I mean, it would just be a fuck party. It'd be like Rise over here. <laughs> People wouldn't be able to come in. Speaking of fuck parties on Ryza, yeah. Uh, today we're gonna be talking about TNG season nineteen, uh, season three. Wouldn't it be great if it made it to season nineteen? That would be awesome. It's it's TNG season three, episode nineteen, Captain's Holiday. Yeah, he is, needs it. <laughs> which is our first introduction to Risa. And uh, it's called Risa quite often as well, so who knows? Yeah, they didn't really know how to like say the name or something. This is uh, some Coruscant, Coruscant shit. Oh man, I read an audiobook, read it. I listened to an audiobook and the narrator called it Coruscant or whatever. Coruscant. That's what the little Anakin Jake calls Lloyd. it. Caruscant. Yeah. Caruscant. Because nobody like, ever, like, told them no. how to say it, right? Yeah, he was, like, fucking, I don't what, like, eight when that movie was made? Seven? There's a really kind of, like, cute picture of him playing in the sand I saw. Like, somebody behind the scenes took it. And it's just so innocent. It's, like, a very innocent. And you think about, like, all the shit that that kid yeah, had to go through like, and shit. I don't know. There's there's definitely this attitude that, like, Star Wars fans got terrible with the new trilogy or whatever. No, they've but always like, been yeah, terrible. Yeah, tell Jake Lloyd that shit. <laughs> yeah, Jake Lloyd's, like, yeah. Yeah, he had to deal with some yeah, shit. that dude's <laughs> life is fucked because... And he was, like, eight. Like, the kid, he's, like, a child. Like, he's... Yeah. He was bad in this movie. He was fucking eight, dog. <laughs> what yeah. has an eight-year-old ever been good in a movie? What has an eight-year-old ever been good at anything? Exactly. You were eight-year-olds eight once. Eight-year-olds are dumb as shit. <laughs> Unless they're a patron of this podcast, then they're smart as fuck. And you can or become Doogie a patron. <laughs> Patreon.com slash podcast. Anyway. Uh, this episode was written by Iris Stephen Bear, who uh, famously got a, got a blue goatee. Oh, yeah. He's got that weird goatee now. What's up uh, with that? He also was the executive producer of all of Star Trek Deep Space Nine and for a couple years of The Next Generation as well. And he wrote, like, a shit ton of Star Trek. That's good for him. (laughs) Um, He is arguably, according to people who worked on the show, um, should be given the most credit for Deep Space Nine's Dominion War story arc, considering he wrote a huge chunk of it and he kind of, like, oversaw all of it. Yeah, seriously, like, he's probably one of the best things that ever happened to Star Trek. So. Absolutely. He is a weirdo, but uh, he he made, he wrote three episodes of TNG and 53 mm-hmm. episodes of Deep Space Nine. There you go. Uh, 
most notably, did he write masks? He, uh, no, he wrote Yesterday's Enterprise, though, which is oh, a that's good, good one. one. We did that one. And uh, this episode, believe it or not, was directed by a man named Chip Chalmers. It's me, Chip Chalmers. It's We're going to play The Price is Right. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Uh, He's got the little skinny microphone for some reason. I don't know what Chip Chalmers looks like since um, the photo on his Memory Alpha article is, th- or is three people dressed like the surgeons. From the, the red uniforms, oh, I don't right, know which right. one is him. Uh, he he would be um, interestingly. I found I found this extremely interesting. He got his start as a magician in Los Angeles, a stage magician, and somehow haven't ended up, we all? He somehow ended up being a director on sci-fi television series and uh, Miami Vice. That's how I got this job. I was a magician in Los Angeles. <laughs> Turning tricks for nickels. Wait. Uh, I don't think <laughs> we're thinking about the same musician here. A musician or a magician? A magician. Oh, no, I was a magician when it came to wieners. Okay, well, we all knew that. Show me a wiener and I'll show you a trick. <laughs> <laughs> sure it. It's back. It's back. Um, We're back. <laughs> he directed four episodes of TNG, uh, the most no- no- most notably Captain's Holiday, and uh, mm-hmm. two episodes of Deep Space Nine, the Mar- the Magnificent Ferengi, and Take Me Out to the Holla Suite. Two oh, cool. bangers. Chip Chalmers, you're all right, even though you're a game show host. <laughs> He was assistant director on 12 more episodes of TNG, uh, most notably The Best of Both Worlds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Second most notably, Menage Troy. (laughs) Oh, that's when they get captured by the Ferengi? Yeah, the Ferengis want to fuck them. And then they beam them up to naked on the ship. Uh, I bet anything that you know who had something to do with that episode. Oh, yeah. He was like, wait... Hear me out. What if Luoxana's vagina becomes big from the transporter? <laughs> Everybody was like, please stop! Stop it! They're like, they're like dude, you gotta leave. You and don't even work here. <laughs> he just stayed around so long that they brought him on board. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, the crux of this episode is that Captain Picard needs a vacation because he's overworked and refuses to take one. Yeah, I mean, it's season three, episode 19, so he's been at it for a couple episodes, couple seasons. I've, I've never seen that guy take a break. No, he. I've seen him in his room about to go to bed, and that's it. I've never seen yeah. him do anything. Well, Later, guess, uh, he, he plays a flute. He holodecked. <laughs> Every now and then. Oh, yeah. I like how they hand wave that away. They're like, forget the holiday. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> there's no reason why you couldn't just go to the holiday. Yeah. But. Like, the holiday might be better. Because, <laughs> like, you could do anything you want in the holiday. The holiday is like a shared bathroom, though, is the problem, right? Like, you can't be in there for a week. You could be in there for, like, a couple hours. Yeah. You need to get the hell out. So somebody Plus, else you gotta wear. Turn. You gotta wear flip flops in there because there's you'll get ringworm. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get warts on your feet. 
Uh, and then you just go to the doctor, and she just lasers the warts away, probably with magic. Who knows? Yeah, they probably just point a hypo spray at it, and it goes away, like everything else. Ah, oh, hollow warts? Oh, I've been there. There's, like, another guy in there. It's, just like, giant fucking foot wart. <laughs> I was picturing, like, there's another dude in there, and half of his skull is blown open from something else. And he's, yeah, that too. Yeah. And he just looks over and goes, yeah... Yeah. Holodeck warts. I've been there, buddy. <laughs> I hear that, Captain. You know? Um, uh, so he goes to the fuck planet. Yeah, so this is the first time, like you said, that we see Ryza. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about the video game in this episode, because uh, you get to go to Ryza, and it rules. I don't doubt it. I've seen people surfing on Ryza, which seems fun as fuck. Uh, you can get the... Uh, Back to the Future hoverboards as your surfboards. Oh, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, you get the Biff one and the Marty one. How come Jake and Nog didn't have uh, hoverboards? Uh, it's like, I don't know. It's like probably like why people in my town don't like skateboarders. <laughs> uh, I guess it's true. They're like in a little neighborhood. They're like yeah. in a cul-de-sac of a station. You can't just skateboard around. They get kind of... Don't they get kind of weird about them at loitering? Is, doesn't somebody say, like, hey, quit hanging around up on that yeah, ledge up there? Like, Odo, uh, yeah. Captain Fascism, is like, you can't chill up here. No, You're, like, literally not in the path at all, but you're loitering, so get Nobody out Nobody ever goes up there, ever, for any reason. No. But you can't go there, yeah. There are ostensibly stores up there, but we never see them. <laughs> Yeah, in the game, there's just, like, those banners for the baseball teams. Which is super cool. The game's canon now, by the way. I'm just deciding that. <laughs> it's better than what happens in the new yes. canon otherwise, so I'm yeah. fine with it. You do a mission in the game that is directly tied to this episode. Uh, with a Toxu Tot? Yes. We'll get to, the, the, f- we'll get to the Toxu Tot, but... It's very complicated. That's cool. You're the one who puts it on Ryza. Really? Yep. That's why it's there. You're the reason Captain Picard gets his dick wet. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome or whatever, Captain Picard. Yeah, you're you're welcome for the the sweet, sweet butt you got. Are you are you into Vash? I don't know. She's not really my Vash is not really my type. Yeah. Um, I'm much more into the Ryza lady who tries to get Jamaharan from Picard. With her, with her butt hanging out? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of butts in this episode, so I knew it was right up your alley when we started it. Yeah, there's a good butt in the beginning, then the same butt walks by again. And then they do, like, this real, like, 90s, like, porny <laughs> shot of, like, a woman in a fucking 90s bathing suit the only thing that's missing no i was about to say the only thing that's missing is saxophone but it is playing is it not what it yeah gets i over think it is <laughs> the only thing that's missing is just like a shot of a dick going inside of an orifice whoa <laughs> that would be Couldn't quite a music one, video yeah. right if it did like like if i'm watching don't sweat the technique and all the ladies are dancing around in their 90s bikinis and there's just an inserted shot of like full penetration in the middle i was thinking i was thinking rump shaker by rex in effect (laughs) that's what i was thinking rex in effect fuck that's a little bit of trivia that i don't think was ever revealed about m class podcast is that for a little (laughs) while it was going to be called trex in effect (laughs) yeah But we it's thought that no one would get that joke. Nobody would get it, no. They'd be like, what? 
What's the effect? No, it's like a 90s like rap group. Yeah. <laughs> they had like one hit. <laughs> the Rump Shaker. We talk about asses all the time. It's I I was I loved that song when I was a kid. I thought it was fucking hilarious and my cousin who listens to the show was like, "You have to stop singing that song." <laughs> like he was like, "You have to stop or I'm going to kill you." And then he killed me, and now I'm on this show. Yeah, this is hell, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't tell you beforehand. That uh, makes sense. Uh, before we before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I I want to talk about the work how Riza works. Yeah, because we'll- so Riza is their their Rizians. They have the little uh, like kind of like a bump on their head. I don't know if that's just the makeup or what, but like yeah. they have like a little symbol on their head, kind of like a like a Hindu, right? It's like a, it's like the little hologram mark from Red Dwarf, but it's just on yeah. their forehead all the time. It's like the power symbol for like Apple products. Yeah, <laughs> it becomes a metal plate when they come back in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I think they changed it to like it's like a, a like a a decoration, not yeah. like a part of their head or whatever. Uh, which I think is cowardly, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if they ha- if they have that on their head. They're still hot, whatever. Yeah, Rizians I'll are... Jamaharan them. So Rizians are a race of beings who are all extremely hot. They're extremely extra- extroverted, yes. extremely uh, sexually virile. Liber- like sexually <laughs> yeah, liberated, yeah. let's say. Virile yeah. is a good way to put it as well. And so they opened, they like got tired of fucking each other, I guess. Yeah, that got boring for them. So they opened up the planet so that people could come on vacation, and all you have to do is have a little statue with you, and they'll come and fuck you. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. I mean, I guess you have to buy the statue, but like, I mean, money's free for you, right? Yeah, it's like, Ryza. Seems like it's free. I guess this is before the point where they've decided, like, conclusively that, like, Ryza is, like, a Federation planet. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is I think, canonically. Or yeah. now it is. And, like, of course they would be open to the Federation. You got, like, how many races we can fuck? For yeah, real? Yeah, they... Their whole thing, too, is, like, they really are accommodating. Like, they're very, like... Uh, I, I don't even want to say because it sounds like kind of dirty they're but not, like they're very I, I like I wouldn't say that I would say that they're extremely hospitable like they hospitable. love being yeah. ho- they love hosting people on their planet yes they like the 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 camaraderie I guess yeah. <laughs> or the yeah it's like there there are certain people who just love throwing parties yes and Rizians are a whole race of beings that love throwing parties and also fucking. Yes. Massages, fucking, games. They love frivolity more than anything. Yeah, it sounds pretty awesome. It does. And, like, it sounds like if you go to Rise, it would be almost impossible to stay a uh, codgery old fucking asshole like Picard does this whole time. Well, th- this episode, we get that, and then the next one we're doing is even worse than this one. It's true. <laughs> With Worf, he's just an 
ass fucking hole. Yeah, it's Ryza was not made for people like Picard or people like Worf. Yeah, like Worf. There, it's a it's a Riker planet. Yes, uh, Riker in this episode proves without a shadow of a doubt that he is a very big part of that pop culture Kirk idea and not yes. Kirk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he straight up, like, did I tell you about how imaginative the women on this planet are? And uh, Troy's like, many times, Commander. Yeah, all <laughs> too, too many, often. Yeah, all too often, Commander. <laughs> He's like, nah, but they fuck you. What do you... <laughs> do you get what I'm saying to you right now? <laughs> yeah, like, you guys aren't paying attention. They let you put your wiener in them. What do you... Yeah, we got it. <laughs> like, whatever you want, dude. What do you... <laughs> Yeah, I think it, oh man, it's, honestly, like, play a Star Trek online during the summer and go to the event and you'll not want to leave in the game. It's that much fun. Like, there's not, like, fucking in the game, but, like, man, it's, like, it's definitely, it's such an interesting concept that, like, inside of an MMO, you're taking a vacation in the MMO. It's, like, mind-blowingly brilliant, right? Like, it's, it's an event. It's a perfect event for Star Trek it's Online. It's perfect. It's perfect. You get to... What, what's your goal? Uh, collect bathing suits. Amazing! <laughs> I can do that. I do like I know how to collect up. bathing suits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ryza is a planet that... Is, it's like a beach planet. Everywhere on the planet is a beach or a jungle. And, yeah. like, you can do... The two big vacations that people go for. You can go, you can do the beach vacation or you can do the adventure vacation, like where you zip right. line and right. like hike and all this stuff. There's jetpacks. Jetpacks, of course. <laughs> Hoverboards, like yep. hover surfing. You don't even need the water. Yeah, you just stand on the board. It sounds <laughs> ama- like beach volleyball, endless beach mm-hmm. volleyball. Yeah, Kenny Loggins is played all the time. <laughs> Ancient Earth music, Kenny Loggins. Ah, Kenny Loggins, right up there with Amadeus Mozart. We don't know how the future is going to look back on music. <laughs> I often wonder, like, Michael Jackson was so huge, right? Or, like, future generations yeah. going to look back and be like, yeah, the classical, the greatest classical musicians, like Mozart, Bach, right. Jackson... Oh, yeah, no, I think so. Uh, if anyone from our time, it would be him. Yeah, it's weird, like... This is a tangent before we even get to the first commercial break, but, like, mm-hmm. it's it's so strange to me how big Madonna was for so long. She was, like, yeah. right alongside Michael Jackson, and then she just kind of fell off. Well, we can really, like... I mean, I think I think the 1980s was, like, a turning point, and that's why I, that's why I believe, like, our generation is, like, so much different than our parents... Because we had, like, uh, access to these new things. And oh, I yeah. think superstardom became, like, hyperdrive at that point. I mean, there was, like, like superstars, like the Beatles and stuff. But, like, it, that, it just that became, like... That was rare at the time, though. Y- like, yeah. The, the 80s has, like, a huge number of people who, at the time, were considered superstars. Right, right, right. Like, movie stars that were huge, yeah. you know, like, actors. Like, like, now you look back and, like, it seems strange that Huey Lewis in the news was so huge. Yeah. But they were selling out, like, arenas with, like, millions of people in them or whatever. 
Yeah, man. And Marty McFly likes him. Fuck yeah. I love him. I love Huey. I'm sorry. You're just gonna. You're just too damn loud. <laughs> he's playing Power of Love. Like Jesus Christ. He's playing Power of Love, and he's also like hard rocking Power of Love, yeah, which is the wildest like, shit. Improving like a solo in the beginning. I think growing up and maturing as a person is realizing that while Huey Lewis is, is like really great, the true power comes from the news. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I have, uh, I agree with that. There's a really great, uh, wh- uh, Whalers album that I have, and it's not with Bob Marley, and it's amazing. Oh, the Whalers are fucking great, dude. Like, yeah, just I, the Whalers. I really amazing. love Bob Marley, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I have a real soft spot for, like, uh, like, any type of music that's, like, island music. It really, yeah. like... I don't know. There's something incredibly. It makes you want to go to Ryza. That's all they play is the Whalers on Ryza. Fine with me, dude. Whalers, Kenny Loggins, uh, Huey Lewis, and the news. And the news. So you know you're getting the two pack. You're getting the goodness. I see you are playing Huey Lewis. Do you wish to Jamaharan? Uh, yes, please. Click, 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 click. <laughs> click. What are you clicking the volume? Up? Yeah. Well, I was clicking the uh, yes. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, like a Maharan yes or no. It's like a McDonald's terminal, I and see. I'm like clicking just... yes over and over and over, and then like pop ups are coming up, like make your penis bigger. You know, they're still going to be yeah, there. That's true. 200 Pills. latinum strips, make your penis bigger. Yeah. Get, do you want more cum? That's one I see a lot. <laughs> I have like a normal amount. Thank you. I would like to. What? It's like those advertisements that sometimes you get that are like, you want bigger balls? Yeah, like, no. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, know, I don't know. Is that... It's been, it's been a while, but is that a thing that people are into? Yeah, women should, love testicles, in my experience. Should I want bigger balls? Is that a thing I should want? I don't know. People love testicles, in my experience. They don't just immediately turn away from them at all times. <laughs> Especially in public, when your window's open, people love... Uh, on that note, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with the uh, meat and two veg, I mean meat and potatoes, of this episode of M-Class Podcast. I'm going to have to put a cum, get more cum commercial Don't in here. Don't put that I? in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Milk it does. Hey, milk it does a body. Milk it does a body good. It's one to grow on. Great before our frosty cold and spreadable. It's full of what you're thirsty for. It is. It makes you feel good because it tastes so great. It really does. A body good. Pass it on. Milk it does. Milk it does a body good. Milk it does a body good. Pass it on. Back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you bought that service for your small testicles. Yeah, I definitely didn't put in a ball-related commercial. <laughs> oh my god, I really hope you put like like a wacky ball or like uh, just some '90s commercial about a bouncy oh, ball uh, in there. <laughs> what were those toys? I had them. Uh, was it wacky? Oh, balls? Mad Balls. Mad Balls. Of. Yeah, put a yeah, Mad, mad Balls. balls. In. That'd be All perfect. Right, uh, 
I, I remember getting those for my birthday when I was five. And now I've ruined the joke by talking about it directly after. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to get that Madballs money, dude. <laughs> yeah, Madballs will send us their millions. They'll come back, dude. Everything's coming back. They, they redid all the Ninja Turtles. They did the Ghostbuster. The Madballs will be uh, back. Well, they're, like, releasing all that shit as, like, premium items now, right? We're, like, we've, right. we've remastered and re-released all these 80s toys that are completely off-model. Right. Don't look like the show at all. <laughs> I need an Egon. I don't have an Egon. Egon's the best one. I don't have him. I don't. He could be in a drawer, but I can't find him. Egon is like everybody's favorite, I guess. I I like I like Spangler. Yeah, I, who yeah. is Egon? Um, I like I like Bankman because of course I yeah, was always the Raphael sure. and the Bankman, right? I was I was I, wait, I was really waiting for you to be like Jeff. That is Egon. But uh, <laughs> I had to think. I was like, wait, Egon. So I had to like read, run through there. I was like, Ray stands. Yeah, Vinkman's my favorite because yeah. Bill Murray. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Um, anyway, on this episode of Ghost Class Podcasts... <laughs> so, uh, the episode begins on Ryza. We just go straight to it. And <laughs> oh, right, right. There are two weird-ass a- like sandpaper fish aliens. They're like sandpaper crabs, because they got crab claws. Yeah, that's how you know they're from the way future. <laughs> They're wearing, like, literally layered sandpaper as an outfit. It looks insane. It's a hell of a costume. Like, it it reminds me a lot of, um, what's that monster from the 50s? That weird crab monster. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I don't remember this. He's got, like, a big brain. He's blue and orange. This sounds Uh, awesome. He's like like a weird 50s monster, but he has got crab claws. It reminds me a little bit of that, like a like a 1950s alien. But they're from the future. They're from the 2600s, 27th century, so 2600s. Yeah, I don't think we know that just yet. But they go to yet. they go to a holographic projection of a Vectrix video game machine, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's in some, uh, I guess it's Ryzean, they talk it's, in uh, it's a, Atari. Yeah, it's Atari language. And yeah. It's like, welcome to Ryza. How can I serve you? Would you like to buy some making your cum more pills? <laughs> Which is crazy. That's what they're called, making your cum more. It's like how a, a medicine is called, like, Skyrizi or Celebrex. This medicine is called cum more. Come more. I was gonna make a product of soap called Peener Cleaner. That's pretty good for for men. I had another one too. It was like I forget. Vaginer cleaner. Vaginer cleaner is <laughs> even better. I need to like know science for that one though, because there's like a whole pH system down there. The uh, I thought about the other day that it like if I wanted to uh, sell alcohol at anime conventions, I could make. Uh-huh. Uh, I could make a drink called Weeaboos. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm investing. How much money do you want? Just give me all of it. We'll be good. okay. Yeah, sure. But uh, the two sandpaper crabs ask the computer for Jean Luc Picard's room number, and we as an audience are like, "Oh my god, I know that guy." What do they want with him? I know him, but uh, he's, he's not friend. arrived. 
He's not there. Yeah, and they're like, "Where? When's he scheduled to arrive?" And the computer's like, "Dumbasses, he's not coming." Yeah, we just—I just told you he's not here. I just told you that I don't know who that is. Also, I love that you could just go to a computer and be like, "Give me the room number of someone that lives here." Yeah, that's like super. <laughs> like, even now, it's tough to do that, or you'd have to lie or something. But uh, one of them is like, you know, maybe we were wrong, and uh, the other one says, he will come. Oh, it's foreshadowing. He will come more. (laughs) He will come more when he takes these pills. But uh, I think the female is played by the female changeling. I'm fairly Uh, certain. I just looked it up, on actually. Uh, Let's see. Because the Ferengi in this episode is Max Grodenchik, better known it is. as Rom. It's Rom, but it's not Rom. Uh, uh, it's a brother. Uh, brother. Karen Landry is her name. Uh huh. Is that who played? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, let me click on Vorgons here. Uh, she was in Beverly Hills 90210. Oh boy. I don't think who she the was fuck in. did she play in that? Edger. Uh, Debbie. <laughs> Doris. Sorry. Um, Karen Landry. Yeah. Hell yeah. I called it. Was she in uh, Deep Space Nine? Yeah, she's the female changeling. Well, I'm not seeing her. Fuck. Was I wrong? I'm not seeing the listing here. I'm looking Holy at the Satari monitor. I don't know. Holy shit, I'm wrong. Fucking. Oh my god, it's a. It's, it's never happened. It's, kill me. Delete this. Uh, just, edit this out. Just kill me, everybody. It's over. Edit this out. Oh no. What have I done? <laughs> the credibility of the show is ruined. <laughs> we'll never rebound. <laughs> I've never been wrong about anything. Anyway, uh, back on the Enterprise, all of our favorite characters are chilling on the deck. And uh, <laughs> that really made it sound like they were on like a deck with like, some PBR. Yeah. Just cooking yeah out. They're drinking out of red cu- solo cups. <laughs> Uh, they're chilling on the deck, drinking out of red solo cups, and um, Picard comes back. He's been uh, mediating a treaty between two uh, races, the Gamarians and Boring. the Daklids. Fuck. <laughs> you're, you're right, but damn. Let's get to the fucking. Nobody, well, I guess I was about to say nobody fucks in this episode, but that's not true at all. Picard yeah. does fuck. There's two people fucking on the beach. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna fuck. They're right about to, right? It's, it's like almost yeah. handjob territory. Well, yeah. <laughs> handjob at camp. <laughs> on the dock. But uh, Troy and Riker are talking about, like, how difficult it was to get the treaty done, and Picard uh, is, when he comes up, he's like, all right, how's everything? And they're like, it's fine. He's like, all right, I'm gonna fuck off. Yeah, and, and they're, they're kind of insi- insinuating that he's, like, super irritable and tired yeah. and shit. Well, well he's like, he's... congratulations. And he goes, for what? Yeah. He's like, for the treaty. And he's like, eh. Walks away. <laughs> I I sympathize with that. Big. That's like how I am all the time. Yeah. People don't congratulate me for shit, but I'm always like, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on your damn good podcasting, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll be in my ready room. Don't come in. <laughs> Please knock before you come in. <laughs> um, but 
Troy, Troy is like, yeah, what uh, the captain really needs is a vacation. And Riker's like, I know just the place. And he <laughs> rubs his chin, and then the camera zooms in, and he's like a twinkle in his eye. Yeah, he's like really psyched to get his friend fucked. Like, he's super psyched for it. What a great Riker moment, though. Yeah. Honestly, like, what a perfectly written-to-character idea. Like, of course, right? Of fucking course. Yeah. He would have the balls to send his captain to the sex planet. It, without telling him that's what Without the telling is. him that it's a sex planet. But, like, he'll find out when he's there. The uh, There's another, like, perfect character moment in this episode that's, like, so small. But I know it was purposefully written. When mm-hmm. Picard is in his chair on Ryza a little bit later. We can jump around. It doesn't matter. Um... People run past out of the pool and splash water on him, on, yeah. on him and his book, and he takes his towel and wipes the book off first, right? And right. then wipes his face. Like the book is like super important. Yeah, right? yeah. like the book is w- being wet is what's important, not him. Like because he's. I love that it's a book, like a book too. Yeah, it's like a real, and it's probably like old as shit, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure like it's super easy to print books. Like you just oh, go to the for fucking. Sure. Uh, Replicator, Repl- and you're like, Replicator, make me James Joyce's Ulysses. Ulysses, <laughs> man, I that's yeah. I've never read Ulysses, but uh, I don't think I would read it if I was on Riza. No, I don't think I would be reading anything on Riza unless it was tattooed on some Rizian's back. That's the only way. <laughs> God damn, that would be small font to get that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta squint really hard, but you gotta get a microscope to read that book. Yeah. Um, Not for my dick, though. No, you don't need a microscope for that. A magnifying you know, glass ma- will do just fine. Macroscope. <laughs> <laughs> you got to turn the telescope around backwards to be able to see. It's like looking through the it. binoculars super far away. Um, uh, Dr. Crusher <laughs> goes to see Picard. And she tries to pull what we saw last episode, what Bones yeah. does to Kirk. She tries to do the exact same thing, where she's like, yeah. there's a crew member who's working himself too hard. He's being a shit, and he won't go get fucked on the fuck planet. Yeah, and Picard does not fall for this whatsoever. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't sound too serious. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, okay, what's the treatment? And she's like, yeah, a week's vacation. He's like, I don't have the time to do that. Like, he knows who she's talking about Yeah, he, Yeah, he doesn't fall for it like Kirk did. Uh, fucking idiot, Kirk. Jesus. Chalk one up for Picard in the epic argument of who's the better guy. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. We can have some of that fucking argument on this show. It's fine. Yeah. I think Kirk is, uh, is adequate. Adequate. Wow. Uh, it's, it'd be really hard to go against Picard no. in almost anything, it's honestly. Like, like, it's like... Chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Like, there's no wrong answer, right? No, like, and the, the comparison delicious. is difficult because the flavors are so completely different. Yeah, yeah. One of them is great, and the other one is also great. Yeah, exactly. And it really depends on what you're in the mood for. Sometimes I want chocolate ice cream, sometimes I want vanilla. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, he's basically like, look, I'm not going on vacation. Like, I'll I'll go to a symposium, I'll go to the holodeck, but I'm not going on vacation. Yeah, and Crusher's like, nah, man, you can't go to that nerd shit. You need to fucking relax, dude. Yeah, you need to go to the go somewhere beautiful where you can be pampered, which I thought was very funny the way she put yeah. it. And he's <laughs> he's like, I'll keep my pampers the way they are, thank you. <laughs> But uh, he he just he basically tells her to fuck off and leaves. He gets in the turbo lift and Riker gets in and he's like, "Hey, I know exactly where you should take your hol- your holiday at." <laughs> this is such a great and clever. Another great Riker moment is is this scene uh, when he's like telling him about Riza and uh, Captain Picard like pauses the the lift. Right? I think he pauses it to tell him about he it. He pauses it, right. And then Captain Picard, like, kind of dresses him down a little bit. He's like, he's like, Commander, I will not hear any more of this, whatever. I don't want to fucking talk about it. And uh, then Picard, res- he says, resume. And then Riker starts talking again. He like immediately he's, just he, jumps back yeah. into it. With, he doesn't even, he barely pauses. He just jumps back into it. And, and he's talking about the lift, but Riker uses that as a moment to, because he's being told by his commanding officer to resume. So, hey, I'll just talk about Ryza again, right? Like, <laughs> it's very cleverly done, I think. It's very yeah, funny. He's, there's a great moment as well where he's like it's white sand beaches and delicious drinks and it's serene and of course and they both go the women the women like, yes yes of course. <laughs> of course the women yes how could I forget yeah <laughs> and uh, they finally get to the bridge and they sort of sit down and Troy's there and he's like I'll hear, I'll hear no more of it and Troy's like, you know, my mother's coming for a week's visit. So yeah, because they're gonna go to Starbase Twelve to like retrofit the ship or whatever. And uh, and Troy's like, my mother's going to visit Starbase Twelve, and she really wants to see you, Captain Picard. And he's like, oh, your mother. Oh, <laughs> and he pulls his collar and he goes, Ooh. he looks directly into the camera and goes, yeah. oh, oh. Uh, but he's like, right, he's like, Commander Riker, I need to speak with you in my ready room. And <laughs> Troy's like, yes, as they walk Got away. Him. Got him. But then when they go into the room, he's like, is everyone on this ship conspiring to get me to go on vacation? And Riker being Riker, now I think there are two ensigns on deck 39 who don't know about the plan. <laughs> That'll be in lower deck season two. <laughs> And Picard's like, fine, fine, I'll go on vacation. And Riker's like, all right, there's this place called Ryza. Yeah, <laughs> I, was you, I was telling you about this place. <laughs> and he's like, fine, fine, I'll go, I'll go. And he's like, oh, by the way, while you're there, could you pick me up a Horgon? Wink, 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 wink. Yeah, and he's like, there. He's like, I don't think you'll have trouble finding one. <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> Fucking literally everywhere. I love it when he's like leaving, right? And Worf's yeah. like, you have to let me come with you. <laughs> or he's like, I need to send a security guard with yeah. you or whatever. Picard we'll be out of communication thinks about range. it for a second. Yeah. He's like, well, maybe. Nah, it's okay. Could yeah. you imagine how shitty that would be to have someone who works for you or with you come with you on a vacation? Especially on the sex planet. Exactly. Are they just going to stand there and watch? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, go get your own Horgon. What are you doing? They're, I, like, I, they're like one strip of latinum. Just no, go Captain, get one. I gotta protect you, and the hand is straight down the front of the pants. <laughs> <laughs> go out into the garden and pick one out of there. There's like five of them in that yeah, garden out there. You can literally just pick one up. They're sitting everywhere. Yeah. You don't even need to buy one. Yeah, why would you? Uh, Picard beams down in his extremely fashionable light blue deep V-neck crossover shirt with ruffles. It's very Shakespearean. I think he did that on purpose. Probably. I think he was like, I want to look like a like a Shakespeare guy, because that's my thing. And they probably were like, we got just what you're looking for, <laughs> Captain. They call him Captain, not John, not a John Luke. <laughs> his real name, John Luke Patrick Stewart. <laughs> John Luke Pick Stewart. Pick Stewart. <laughs> the... Uh... Everybody else on the planet is wearing, like, obvious future Hawaiian shirt-type outfits. Yeah. He's dressed like a Shakespeare character. Yep. But uh, he beams down to the planet, and um, a lady he's never met, like, deep-tongues him immediately. Yeah, she bumps into him, which is like, we all know from movies that that's a pickpocket move, even though she doesn't right now do a a reverse pickpocket. Yeah, like when Later she did she that, I, I that's immediately what I thought about. Like, oh, yeah. it's like a pickpocket thing. Yeah, people run into you. That's they're picking your pocket. But uh, she like sees a Ferengi, a new Ferengi we haven't seen before, played by an old friend across the way. So she fucking Max on mean, Picard, mean Rom, Sovac, <laughs> evil Rom, evil Rom, and uh, she's like, oh, sorry, I thought you were somebody else. And he's like, a simple handshake would have sufficed. Yeah, he's already not digging the... He's being a little prudish, I'm he not is. gonna lie. He's, he is, he's really stuffy. Picard is a very yeah. stuffy guy. Like, you're a single dude. Like, you can just kiss whoever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, nobody's like, gonna get mad. Who cares, right? Although the Ferengi does get mad. <laughs> yeah, he does. But uh, Picard goes to a pool that we don't see because that would cost money. And yeah, this is actually just a set that looks like my... I, I tweeted, it looks like my aunt's patio. Yeah, I responded to that tweet with, there's a lot of ladies hanging ass in the background of your aunt's patio. There probably were when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't remember it, though. Uh, Picard's at the pool on a deck chair in a Speedo and a silk robe top. Yeah, his... His peener is kind of visible. Yeah, you can see all of his his giblets. There's nothing. Between They're crammed in there, real, real hard. And uh, a, a super sexy lady comes up, and she's playing hoverball. Yeah, I like this because it's very. Uh, it's like she's the pickup artist, right? Yeah, she's she's done this before, right? So she starts like asking him questions about himself, and like well, she uses the ball to annoy him, right? Yeah, like she's doing that. On, she's like, "I'm gonna send this hover ball over here," and then like he's like, "Ah, get away from me, ball!" And then she's like, "Sorry, I'm not very good at hover ball." <laughs> it's yeah, like she's it's all like yeah. hard. Yeah, it's all like a like a thing, right? And, uh, like, she's asking him all these personal questions, and he's finally like, look, I just want to sit here and read my book and be alone. And she's like, she's, you're, yeah. you're extremely confusing. Yeah, she's like, I find your attitude confusing. And he's like, I don't, what are you talking about? And she's like, why do you have the Horgon if you're not searching for Jamaharon? 
And he's like, I don't even know what that is. He's like exhausted yeah. at this point. <laughs> and she's she's like, oh, you should try it sometime. And yeah. he's like, just be gone, thought. He's like, yeah, <laughs> be gone, thought. Yeah. No, yeah. He's like, I'll decide when I'll Jamaharan or what. Maybe that was later. Yeah, he's he like, I'll this. decide who I. D- oh, yeah, it's with Vosh. With Vosh. But, um,. She's like, all right, well, you're fucking lost, dog. And like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, man. She is, like, gorgeous. And Picard yeah. is a fool. He could go back to his book later. <laughs> yeah, that book will still be there. You can't fuck a book, trust me. Well, you could, but it wouldn't be great. Uh, you get you get, you get get sand. You get sunburn on your dick. Sunburn? <laughs> paper, paper burn. Friction. <laughs> you get paper cuts. Oh, my God. Ah, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on very quickly. <laughs> uh, um, so the same Ferengi in his Hawaiian shirt, like his frocked Hawaiian shirt. It's great. Up. What a fucking great costume, it is right? Hilarious. Like, He's got like, like shorts on and sandals. It's, it's amazing. Hilarious. It's fucking amazing. Because like they could have easily just been like, oh, put him in like a Ferengi outfit, right? Yeah. Like whatever. But they give but him they're a like Ferengi nah. vacation outfit. <laughs> yeah, put him in a fucking Hawaiian shirt. It's hilarious. He's like, you're making a big mistake working with her. And he's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, he's getting like, this is just turning into like, I I don't know. He secretly loves it though, right? Because it's turning into like a mystery. And that's his like fucking thing, right? He's trying to avoid it with everything he's got. But like, you know he loves it deep down, right? And he's like, "You, you have to return the disc to me. You'll regret taking it. Yeah. And Picard's like, look, I don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you fuck right the hell off and leave yeah, me alone? I just turned down the hottest chick on Ryza. What makes me what makes you think I want to talk to your dumb ass? Yeah, exactly. And the freeze like, I demand that you talk business with me. Dude, and he's like insulting the shit out of him. Yeah, Picard's like, look, Ferengi words have no weight. Carry for little me weight whatsoever. Yeah. And, like, the only thing that you can't deal with with a Ferengi is you can't trust them. And the Ferengi gets fucking, like, pissed. He's like, you racist old bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And he slams his book, right? He gets really pissy. Picard Picard stands up, towers over this little Ferengi. Picard is not a tall man, so he was psyched. He was like, I'm bigger than him. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Luc's pick steward is like uh, 5'7". Yeah, so he, he's <laughs> like then, he's like towering over this Ferengi. Max Grodencheck is like 2'8". <laughs> something. He's like, I don't know about this woman, I don't know about a disc, and I'm just here to read my fucking book! <laughs> and Ferengi, the Ferengi dips out, he's like, that disc is mine, and so is the woman! <laughs> Remember that. And Picard's like, fucking hell. I'm this on pa- place is crazy. I'm on page two. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm trying to read the longest book in history. <laughs> I'm on page two of Ulysses. This is going to take the rest of my life. <laughs> he so he sits it. back down on his chair. He opens up his book. And Vosh comes over. Yep. And she's like, oh, sorry about the Ferengi fucking with you. And he's like, so you're the woman he was talking about. Yeah. And uh, 
please leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I'm he's not like, searching for Jamaharan. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, she's basically like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't offering. And he gets yeah. so red faced. He's like, oh, well, I thought just because everyone else wants to suck my dick, maybe you <laughs> did too. Oh, because you kissed me on the mouth with your tongue. Yeah, that's a hint, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm not the most perceptive of flirters in the world, but I think that's a hint. Yeah, I think it's a hint too. But uh, Picard gets up to leave, and uh, Vosh follows him. She just like puts his arm, her arm in his, right? Like they're yeah. together. And the Fergie shows up and says, "Hi, oh, you didn't know her, huh?" And he's like, "I don't." And I don't. And he looks at her and he says, "I don't want to either." And he's, "Give me the fucking disc. I want the disc. I don't have the disc. I don't know." This about is the when she reverses. She reverse pickpockets him. And she kisses him on the cheek and like slips the disc into his jaunty sex uniform. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put anything in that pocket because it is like it's massive and open, <laughs> floppy as shit. Like you could just easily lose whatever is in there. Yeah, wouldn't that have made this whole episode different if he started to walk away and it just immediately fell out? There's the disc! <laughs> and immediately I fell out and broke on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cheese. <sighs> Picard goes to his room because he wants to get away from everybody. He finally wants to read his book. And there are two gross, weird, sandpaper crab aliens in there. <laughs> he's like, who in the fuck are you Yeah, now? he's like, who the hell are you? And they're like, we are the Vorgons. We come. F- we are security officers from the 27th century. Yeah. He's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> he looks directly to the camera and says that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Dude should have fucking Jamaharan with Kathy Ireland, man. Yeah. Even hotter Kathy Ireland. Even hotter Kathy Ireland, which is crazy. Um... The Vorgons are like, yeah, we're from the 27th century, we're from the future, and Picard's like, uh, yeah, right. What the hell? Why would I believe that? Sure. And they're like, (laughs) have you heard of the Tox Utat? And he's like, yeah, I've heard of it, and I'm I'm from the present, but somehow the fact that you're bringing it up makes me believe you're from the future. Right. Even though I already know about it in the present. (laughs) It's some kind of legendary MacGuffin. Yeah, it's from the 27th century. And somehow it ended up hidden in the past by the player character of Star Trek Online. Yeah, you the the Tholians take it? It's they use it as a I think they use it as like a weapon system or something. Does it make the web? It blows up suns. It's like kind of like a Sun oh, Crusher. Oh, it's a Star Trek 2009 machine. It, it's yeah. So it, it they use it to fuck up one of the stars that you have to like fix for the the Lakari. I think this is all very. You know what else in... would blow up a sun? A fucking photon torpedo. Like I don't know. You probably have to. It has to be trilithium, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so like a quantum torpedo. Probably have to shoot like a shitload of them in there. Probably, but like you don't need a specialized weapon for that, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but then in the game you get it in your time, which is 2410, and then they, I think it's like Daniels shows up, and then he's like, "You gotta hide this thing, hide it here," and then you go to Riza and then you hide it. 
Oh, that's fun. But you go back to when Ryza was, like, not Ryza. Like, it's all jungles and rainy and shit. Oh, you go back to, like, Enterprise Ryza. No, Enterprise Ryza is still Ryza. Oh, okay. So it's you like go back to, even like... longer before that. Amazon Rainforest Ryza. Oh. But uh, the the Vorgons are like, we're from the 27th century. We're here to retrieve the Taught that was lost in your past. Sure. And, uh... <laughs> The Vorgons are like, you are the one who finds it, so we're here to, for you to give it to us so that we can take it back to the future. Yeah. And Picard says, well, I know that it belongs in the future, not here with me, in my time. Because so, it's so legendary. And also, what is it? Yeah, no one fucking knows. <laughs> and no it's one like ever suitcase. says. Yeah, it's a suitcase from fucking Pulp Fiction, right? Like, I don't know what's in that. It's like a crystal with a bunch of nodules in it. Yeah, it looks like a like a stocking egg. <laughs> it's uh according to Memory Alpha, it is a quantum phase inhibitor capable of halting all nuclear yes. fusion within a that's, star. Yeah, that's what they use it for, yeah. A crystal cube that fits within the palm of the hand. And they put it in a machine and shoot a beam at the suns and it makes the suns turn like blue and shit isn't that the fucking plot of batman and robin that you put like a diamond in a gun and it shoots a beam uh i haven't seen batman and robin in 30 years that's true (laughs) that's one of the alicia silverstone is batgirl yeah 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 yeah. that's the one that one's terrible that's probably the worst batman movie that's ever been made is that mr freeze that's mr freeze mr freeze Freeze and Two-Face? No, no Two-Face is uh, forever. Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Oh, Uma Thurman. Uma right. Thurman, yeah. And Bane. Everybody forgets Bane is in that movie. Oh, Bane's in it, yeah. And he literally only says, Bane! What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! No, it didn't. <laughs> Stay cool! <laughs> My wife died, I'm trying to save her. But I love puns! I'm also crazy cartoony. <laughs> now he's like the different uh, nationality. The uh, Batman Forever is bad. Like, well, I was going to talk about Bane for a second. In the comics, Bane is like an anti-Batman. Yeah. Like, his parents were criminals. Right. And uh, like, so he was like born into a life of crime. And he's like a super genius. Yeah, and he like d- develops the venom formula that turns him into like the big right. giant, va- the big giant. They kind of they kind of do that in the uh, Dark Knight Rises where he's like smart, right? Like he's really clever. Yeah, he's like clever or whatever. But like uh, he he mostly succeeds because Batman is retired, and when he comes out of retirement, he fucking sucks. Yeah, he's not in shape anymore. And Bane is, like, huge. Or he's supposed to be. Like, he's not really, but he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, in all the cartoons, he's, like, a super genius. Who's, like... And he's he's obviously Hispanic. Like, he wears a luchador mask. Right. Uh, but in all of, like, the live-action adaptations, he's just been a white guy. Yep. Well, that's, that's the way it goes, right? That is the way it goes. <laughs> Anyway, the Vorgons <laughs> fuck off. They transport out with their future transporters. And Picard puts his hands in his pockets, which we've never seen him do at any other time in the history of Star Trek. Yeah. He never does it before or after. <laughs> and 
He pulls out the disc. He finds it. Oh, my God. That's the disc, I think. That's the one they were talking about. So he goes I think to that's see, the one. He goes to see Vosh, and her room is, like, tossed. So Vok, the yeah, Ferengi, it's... has been rifling through the room. Indiana Jones 3. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what that is. And, and that had just come out, right? Like I, I think so. Fairly recently. Like a year before. before. Yeah. This is very inspired. Yep. Yep. Um, but she's like, yeah, I'm sorry I had to slip that disc on you, but I thought that he would start searching me physically as well, which is uh, scary and gross, so I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. No. Um, I'd rather watch Picard's balls grow. Uh, but she's, Picard's like, <laughs> Picard shows her the disc and he's like, I think it is, she's like, she's like, oh, thanks, give it to me. And he's like, no, I think I'll keep it. Yeah. And she's like, well, why? What do you want it for? And he's like, because it has something to do with the tox utat. And she's like, did he tell you about that? And he's like, no, a bunch of crab aliens from the future he did. He never tells her about the fucking crab aliens until that's they right, show up at the right. end. And she's that's like, right. what the fuck? Yeah, she's like, you didn't tell me? And he's like, would you have taken me here? Right? Yeah. So oh. it's like they're playing each other. Like, you kind of don't know that Vash is playing him. You know that she's using him, yeah. but not in the way that you think. Like, it's fairly obvious that she's, like, playing him for a sap, right? Like, she, yeah. he won't yeah. give her the disc and she doesn't want to try and, like, overpower him or kill him or anything. Right. She's not, like, a murderer, so she just plays him. Mm-hmm. And she sort of tells him the fairy tale of Professor Samuel Estragon. Oh, yeah. Uh, who has spent his life looking for the Taksu Tot. And the disc has all the data and maps that will lead directly to where it's buried. Sure. And the fairy tale part is that she and Sovak were assistants to yeah. the professor, and the, she's carrying on the professor's work. Right. Uh, later, we find out she fucking stole it off his corpse or whatever. Like, he died, <laughs> and she just stole it and took off. <laughs> But uh, uh, Picard's like, we're going to go after the Taksu Tot together. Or I'm yeah. going to go after the Taksu Tot. You fuck off in your little bikini, and I don't give a shit. And she's like, you don't know how to decode the disc. And then they smirk sexually at each other. Yeah, there's like a lot of like horniness in the yeah. air. They just horn at each other real hard. <laughs> so they're, they're leaving in their cool like excavation outfits. Which you can get also on Ryza and Star Trek Online. Nah, that's fun. That's super yep. fun. So you can go traipse around in the mountains and shit. Uh, Sovak comes up behind Picard and puts the m- least convincing phaser gun that's ever existed into his back. It it's is, like a doorknob handle. <laughs> it's, it's a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sovak's like, look, uh, give me the disc or I'm going to kill Picard. Uh-huh. And Picard's like, look, uh, no, I'm not look, doing that. Look, I'm not afraid of your door handle from uh, a fancy doorknob store. <laughs> <laughs> but so Vox's like, what did she tell you? It was nothing but lies. I actually paid Vosh to steal the disc, but she betrayed me and took my money to Ryza. And she says, that's not true. And so Vox's like, ah, oh, she's such a devious female, yeah. a perfect mate for a Ferengi. Devious and greedy, right? And yeah. he, like, just ogles the shit out of her. So fucking gross. And he's, like, like his, like, real, like, squinty eyes, yeah. and he's like, Ugh. 
like he's just oh my god it's so nasty probably like just pre-cums a little bit oh no and you guys just took cum more oh no oh no so that's just a regular cum (laughs) picard is like look i'm i'm getting extremely tired of dealing with you and so mark says that makes two of us that's pretty good. You got that so back down. He's like, I'm gonna uh, kill Picard, take the disc. And Vosh is like, look, here, just take it. And just flings the backpack in his face. Yeah, and then Picard just goes, yoink! Yeah, he takes the door handle <laughs> pistol and just throws it in the weeds? Well, he punches him uh, Indiana Jones style on the yes. face. Right. He like, like jauntily like flips the gun into his other hand, his left hand, and just winds up with his right and just... Fucking right in the nose. Dexin. Just hits Dexin. him. Yeah. The point I want to focus on here is he just throws yeah. a working gun into the weeds outside the hotel. Yeah, like he's not <laughs> super concerned about like where that's going to go or who. I mean, I'm assuming there aren't a lot of kids on Ryza, but like there's probably like people who are like, what's this doorknob handle? <laughs> and then they look at it and vaporize themselves. Like if Ryza is a real paradise, there would be no kids on it. But knowing the way I other people think, agree. there's probably kids all over. I think there's probably like family Ryza, right? Like yeah. there's probably like go to the Northern Hemisphere. That's where family Ryza is. I don't, I could not see the Ryzeans wearing anything except butt showing bikinis and like sarongs and shit. Like, there's, there's no way that they're wearing better, like, less sexual clothes. Maybe the elders deal with the kids. You can't wear maybe. a butt thong if you're like 90. I mean, you can. Fuck you can. You can do whatever I mean, the fuck you want. I will be, but like, whatever. The older I get, the more brazen I'm going to be with what I wear, I think. Just fuck it. It becomes I, like it becomes hilarious and adorable if you're old wearing all yeah. this shit. I used to do it when I was young. I used to just wear like women's pants that were just like, here's the outline of my dick. Man, I'm sad I missed all that. Yeah, um, well, you should, that's how I got prom king. <laughs> everybody was like, look at that dick. They're like, that guy is the prom king. I bet that, take, that dude takes cum more. <laughs> I didn't need to then. <laughs> <laughs> I like the implication that you need to now. <laughs> yeah. That shit's a trickle unless I take I need for. all the help I can get. Oh, no. Bigger balls, more cum. What else? Uh, I guess bigger penis, maybe. I mean, there is such a thing as too big, Jeff. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but he punches uh, Sovak in the face. Which Sovak is like a... A Vulcan name. It's really weird that his name yeah. is Sovak. They should have named him like I don't know, like what's a Ferengi Gribby. name? Gribby is great. <laughs> should have named him Gribby. Gribby, <laughs> or at least like Grib or something, like a name that's like yeah, kinda Grib sounding. Kind of sounds like Grab. Yeah, like yeah. it's real. Like yeah. Uh, so Vosh and Picard <laughs> Into the same cave set they use throughout all of TNG. <laughs> yeah, it's the cave where you hid the Toxu Todd in STO. Yeah. And uh, they walk through a bunch of painted sets. Uh-huh. And eventually they decide to camp for the night because they've got so much further to go. Sure. And Vosh is like, you know, I, I haven't been completely truthful. And Picard's like, oh, you don't fucking say, huh? Yeah. But everything Sovok said was right. She admits it. And Picard's like, a, a woman who can beat a Ferengi at his own game bears watching. 
<laughs> yeah, and watching with my naked eye. Picard is such a Ferengi racist. Like, he hates Ferengi. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> All right, let's move on before Josh gets real Ferengi racist. They, you? the Ferengi, haven't yet... Um, seen their worth right like they're they are very stuck in in like the greed cycle which yeah. for a federation guy that's unattractive I, I get it it's true i don't know if he's like racist i mean I, he like, bore, like he borders on racist i would say but so i guess if you need to know the things that we as m class podcast are racist against so far i'm uh racist against cardassians yeah josh is racist against ferengi <laughs> yeah so I mean, they make their women not wear clothes. <laughs> You're Cardassian or Ferengi. Oh, I guess I won't listen anymore. Oh, shit, are we hosting the show now? <laughs> what were our names? Uh, Jork? <laughs> J- fucking, ah, uh, forgot the names. I wrote them down and everything. Jip and Jork? No, it's, it was It was Jork and... Ah oh, fuck! Ah shit! Oh, you have to think no. of another one. Shit! It's his. It's his. This will be his brother when you think of it. It's really funny that like everyone listening to this is like, "What the fuck? What are the they fuck are you talking about? about?" Yeah, we're just talking about something we talked about and nobody heard a song about. Yeah, we weren't on air when we talked about. This it, is so why we have a perfect rating on iTunes. Yeah, everyone listens to our show and goes, "This is perfect." Yeah, that they're this. not fucking talking about the show and they're just talking about random shit that has nothing to do with anything. Well, this episode's very uh, anime, like day on the beach, oh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, sorry like, about the turning pages sounds, everybody. Uh, I'm looking for the names I wrote down. Jeff, is really now the time to start Ulysses by James Joyce? Look, I just want to read my book. <laughs> Let me turn you know, away like your from wife? the mic to do this, actually. That'd he be turns smart. away from the mic when he reads. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. Is he finding it? Did you find it yet? Look, I'm trying. I'm fucking trying, dog. I don't know how long ago I... Oh, it's Jork and Junt. Junt! Fucking, you were Jork and I was Junt. Yeah, Junt is so good. It's me, Junt. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jork and I'm here to uh, say that all Ferengi aren't bad people. We just uh, like to ogle females. <laughs> I love ogling females. <laughs> I'm gonna go take some cum more. Look, all I want to say is if you want to donate to a good charity, not the M-Class, then you need to donate to the Ferengi Children's Fund through us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we were once children, so it's just we're going to take it. Send your gold press latinum to myass at gmail.com. <laughs> Good thing we got that email address. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Picard and Vosh like horn at each other for a little while. Oh, and then they just fuck. And then they <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was watching it. I was kind of zoning out at this point because I've seen this episode probably like 47 times. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is when they fuck. And then I like looked back and I was like, yeah, they're fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do a lot of like mouth eating at each other. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and then they wake up and then they just dig a hole. Yeah, they find the room, the giant, empty, perfectly smooth floor room. Yeah, where that's where I hid it. I totally hid it there. The Taksu Todd is hidden there. Josh put it there. I put it there. And uh, they can't get a reading on the tricorder, so they just start digging. And uh, the Vorgons show up. They're just like, we are here to watch Picard discover the Utat. Yeah, and, and he's like, you're a little early. <laughs> and, and Bosch is like, who the fuck are they? Yeah, who the fuck are these crab people? Uh, did you know them? You didn't tell me? And Picard, you know, he's like, well, you, would you have taken me? And she goes, no, that's my point. And he's like, see? <laughs> that's why I didn't tell you. Not only did I lie to you, but I also fucked you. Literally. So, and you did the same thing to me. So we're even now. So now it's evens. Even Steven. (laughs) And uh, Sobok comes in with uh, a phaser rifle that does just look like a rectangle. It's future as fuck. I'm sure it does, like, some kind of horrible thing to your insides. It does blow you up from the inside out. It's a Probably bad gun. superheats your cells till they vaporize inside your own body. And uh, he's like, I followed you guys because Vosh didn't burn the copy of the disc well enough. That yeah, she, had she was like, room. I burned it. And he's like, you only burnt the outer casing. I looked inside of it because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, he's like... Uh, you know, there are two types of people in Planet Rise, uh, those with j- rectangles that shoot lasers and those who dig. You dig. It's it's totally good, the bad, and the ugly, it right? Is. Good, the bad, and the ugly with two weirdos of crab people looking on. <laughs> Picard and Vosh dig uh, an extremely large pit. It's not even that big, no, and they're all tired and it's shit. It's extremely wide, is what it is. It's yeah, not dig, deep, no, it's wide. Dig down, dig down, stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> this isn't a fucking archaeology dig. Just yeah. fucking get the thing. Picard's like, look, it's not here. Like, it would have, we would have found it hours ago if it was here. Yeah. And Picard's like, look, he had to have been wrong. Yep. Professor uh, Escargo, es- whatever his name was. He had to have been wrong about this. Yeah, and Vosh is like, oh, well, guess we should go back to the hotel now. Yeah, the Vorgons are like, huh, weird. And then they fuck off. Super weird. They just, like, zoop out. (laughs) Zoop. Zoop. And Sobok's like, then move out of my way. And he grabs I'll find it. He grabs the shovel and he starts to dig, and Picard and Vosh just leave. They're like, all right, bye. And Samuel Clemens is like, I love hanging out in caves. <laughs> so Mark is like, not again, Samuel Clemens. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Get the you fuck out of here, Samuel Clemens. Weird bug-eating weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pointed out the other day, they, they were like, uh, Josh has been like lapsing into the Samuel Clemens voice without like even thinking about it recently, like seemingly by accident. Should people yeah. worried? <laughs> I don't know. Should you be? <laughs> no, it's just once you start it, it's hard to stop, dude. Uh, Vosh is like, look, Picard, I want to be alone. I'm sorry. No more fucks. Yeah, and he's like, okay. Okay. He sadly he goes back walks to, back to his room. Goes, yeah, he goes to his room, and then the Enterprise is back, right? Yeah, they're like, oh, we're ready to pick you up. And he's like, yeah. Uh, 
just leave the Enterprise in orbit, get ready to beam me back, and activate, stand by to trans, for transporter code 14. And he's like, 14, sir. And like, I always got the impression, like, he didn't know what that was. Like, Riker didn't know what that code was, but I guess... I guess it's because, it like, why would he want a transporter beam out to blow something up? Yeah, yeah. And he and he says, just do it, number one. He's like, okay. Okie dokie, Cam. Yeah, I mean, you can't beam your STDs out of the out of your body. Trust but. me, I know. <laughs> you Actually, you can. Uh, Vosh is sneaking out, and Picard is, like, sitting in the dark at the table, very noir style. Yeah, like, where yeah. are you going? Yeah. She's like, I was coming to say goodbye to you. Sure. And Sounds like, legit. Where have you hidden the Taksu Tot? She's like, the what? Oh. She's like, that's not funny. I lost it and I'm sad and you're making me even sadder, you big yeah. bully. Yeah. But he points out that she's smart enough that she would have completely burned the duplicate disc. She wouldn't right. have left it for Sovak to find. The, the misstep is the clue, right? Yeah. He's like, you found the Taksu Tot as soon as you came to this planet. Yep. You now got show it me where it is. And it's in a Horgon that's just yep. sitting there. Anybody could have found. It's in the... Uh, a, <laughs> I think Rich said this on Twitter. It's in like a, a, like a, a novelty drink thing that you would get at like Disney World, <laughs> but it's a Horgon. Pretty much. It like, looks exactly like one of those like cups you would get, and you'd pay like fucking $13 yeah, for the it's, cup, it's right? It's like a big tiki cup, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, here it is. And uh, Picard takes it, and the Vorgons pop back in. And they're like, give us the Utah. And he's like, well, what's the... Uh, how can you prove that you are who you said you are? Right. And they're like, the fact that we're here is enough proof. And they're like, that's not going to be good enough. So they fucking pull a gun. <laughs> and he's like, just give me the Utah and nobody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And Vosh uh, <laughs> gets shot. Which, they just said that nobody gets hurt, but they do shoot Vosh immediately. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Picard throws the thing on the floor, and he's like, Inici- Enterprise, initiate code 14 with two-second delay. Yeah. And the Toxu Tot fucking blows up with that stock effect that, that you guys use on continue That shit that we use, yeah. I just used it yesterday. I was like, this is so... I love this explosion. And I made it really small like that, too. And this is before I saw the episode. <laughs> like, usually perfect. when I edit the, in the in continue, it's like a big explosion that wipes the screen, right? But this one, I just found like a little explodey sound, and it just went... That's so fucking good, because that's exactly how the talk That's what it does, out. yeah. It's like... <laughs> and the Vorgons are like, you've fulfilled your destiny all too well, Picard. Dude, and they transport away. Crab people are dickholes. They're such dick... I guess that's something else we're racist against, huh? Crab people. I think they're kind of not... They're kind of sucky, I think, in STO. I don't think they're very good. The Vorgons are dickheads, man. Like, we still don't know what their real purpose for all this was. They say that, like, he fulfilled his destiny, so, like... Yeah. Were they trying to prod him to destroy it, and why? Because it's... it's, In the game, I know, again, like, I'm just gonna make the game canon again for this. Yeah, go for it. Hell yeah. In the the game, it's, it's dangerous. Like, stars are being destroyed. Um factions in the cold war from enterprise are like trying to get it because it's a weapon right so like 
I guess, like, they want it destroyed, but it's sort of lost in time, because it keeps jumping through time. Like, the Tholians get it, and then you get it, and then you're, you're like, jumping all over the place. So I guess that's why they want it destroyed, because, like, at least from that timeline on, it will be gone. I mean, that makes sense, but they did seem like they were, like, evil. They did yeah, seem they're like not they were good. trying to get it to use as a weapon. Yeah. Because they I seem think in, pissed when he, like, destroys it, but they also seem like they knew it was going to happen. Right. Maybe they were trying to get it from him. Maybe they, like, have done this before, right? Like, who knows, right? That's, that's like, like a time travel thing, right, though, where, like, you just pretend like you knew everything was right. going to happen as it happens. It's like the, what's his name? Fucking uh, Max Headroom when he's in that episode, which I can't wait till we do that one. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's a great he, episode. I love he, that actor. Oh, he's so great. Uh, have you ever watched Eureka, the sci-fi show? No, no, I never did. It's really good. Uh, he plays, like, uh, Australian Bushman in it. <laughs> okay. Who gets brought to Eureka because, like, he's a super, like, biologist and, like, creates, yeah. like, super animals and stuff. A super koala? Sweet. Like, he makes super animals so that he can, like, tr- hunt and trap them. He's, and he's, like, completely lost his mind from years in the in the outback. Oh, he's, he's like, what's that movie with the splicing? Uh, Splicers? Doctor, Doctor... Zhivaga? Uh, no... He's on an island. Javaga. No. <laughs> Moreau. Doctor, the island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't make like eight men or anything, but he does make a dog that's super smart. And Dogs he spends like smart. huge portions of the show chasing the dog who keeps outsmarting him. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> this show is so good. I love that show. I remember when it was on. Um, it gets wackiest, like, it literally resets its own continuity via time travel twice. It's like Doctor Who. Like, uh, not really, because Doctor Who is like, here's the new Doctor or whatever, but everything else is mostly the same. Well, they cheat it with Rose, like, right, like, there's a double Doctor that she gets to be with, because, like, she loves him or something. Like, in Eureka, like, spoilers, I guess, but they go back to World War, they get lost in time in World War II. Mm-hmm. And because they affect World War II, when they come back to the present, the world is changed. Yeah. And it stays changed. They ne- they can't fix it. So the rest of the show takes it's place like in that. an alternate timeline. That's great. <laughs> I was like, that takes balls, man, to completely overhaul your show that way. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And all of the characters spend the rest of the show trying to, like, deal with the consequences of the world being different around. Shouldn't have shot Hitler 87 times in that movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is great. Let's take a commercial break real quick, and we'll be back with our final thoughts for the episode. Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. You know what happens to toys when the batteries conk out? Everything slows down. It stops. That's right. And your battery can conk out too if you don't charge up in the morning with a complete breakfast. Foods like fruit and cereal, juice, toast, and milk help give you the energy you need to do your best. So why not charge up with a good breakfast? It'll help keep you running all morning long. This breakfast message brought to you by Kellogg. Show. 
Welcome back, everybody. It's time to wrap up this beautiful M-Class podcast that we all know and love. Pat, Captain Picard fucked A+. A+. Well, before we do that, the show ends with Picard uh, about to leave the planet. He's packing, and Vosh is just kind of sitting there sad. And she's like, is there an available position for an archaeologist on the Enterprise? And Picard thinks about it. Which yeah. always blows my mind because you gotta go through the academy. <laughs> yeah, like you and also an like NC, you can be an NCO, but you still have to go through like training and basic everything. training. Yeah, they make you do shit, right? But he yeah, th- he thinks about it and he's like, "No, I don't think life on a starship would suit you. Like no, too many rules." Yep. <laughs> he's like, "Well, what will you do?" And she's like, "I'm gonna explore the ruins on Sarthong Five. And Picard's like, "You." are insane yeah, he's like you are out of your mind <laughs> yeah, do i have to remind you what the sarthongians do to trespassers yeah. yeah they're brutal to them or whatever yeah. and then she's like you love me you do care and then they kissy kiss yeah and uh, picard says this line that doesn't make any it makes like romantic sense i guess but like logically doesn't really make any sense uh, well that's romance where he's like oh vulcan is fuck where he's like <laughs> uh the vorgons might come back and try again for the toxu thought so we and she's like so we may have to do this all over again and they like kiss yeah. or whatever but the past versions of you would be doing it, not you. Yeah, dumb, it's dumb. like a romantic way of saying, like, we'll always have Paris. Yeah. We'll always have Riza, right? It's a very uh, sci-fi version of that. Yeah, which yeah is, it's, I like it's pretty, it, but it's, it's, it's clever. very funny. Yeah. Uh, Picard goes back to the Enterprise. He's back in his reds, his maroons. His maroons. And uh, Riker is like, oh, welcome back. Repairs are made and the ship's in splendid condition. And Picard's like... About that Horgon you asked me to get. Riker's we need like, to have a discussion. Y- y- yes, sir? We're going to have to have a discussion about that. <laughs> and Troy's like, do you have a good time on Ryza? And he thinks and he s- smiles and he says, uh-huh. And Riker just gets this big shit-eating yeah. grin. He says, I knew you'd yeah. have a great time. Uh, yeah, Captain got laid. He's not going to be mad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you think of this episode? This is a great one. I love this one. Uh, it's like one of those sneaky world building ones where, like, for whatever reason, everyone like loves Ryza. I mean, obviously, as an adult, the idea of Ryza is amazing, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Go on permanent vacation. Fuck whoever you fucking want. Like, whatever, right? Uh, I don't know. It's I don't know. I, I and the, I don't know. Captain Picard gets to be like a person. He gets kind of a detective story, but it's like in a weird like. Like, uh, uh, what's that show uh, with the the guy with the mustache? Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Is very... You know what? When you said, what's that show? I was going to say Magnum P.I. Yeah. as a joke. I'm serious, though. <laughs> I've never been more serious about Magnum P.I. No one is ever not serious about Magnum <laughs> P.I., Jeff. Have you seen the intro? It's incredible. It is. It's way better than the show itself. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn it off after the intro. Uh, yeah, I love this episode. I do have a John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Oh, shit. Uh, apparently, Pat- the reason why this episode was even made is because Patrick Stewart had a desire for more sex and shooting for Picard. <laughs> 
uh, Ira Stephen Bear has gone on record saying Patrick kept saying the trouble with the show is there's not enough effing and effing, fighting and fornicating. <laughs> so like, I wish so I would have read this before I got my hopes up for Picard because they were like Patrick Stewart's very involved in Picard, right. and then now it's like, oh well, now I know. What now I get it. Yeah. It's that fucking uh, extras bit where he's in that that British show extras. I never saw and he, that. And he's uh, it's about like a guy who's like selling his his uh, like screenplay or something, and he kind of like visits different famous British actors, and Patrick Stewart's there, and he's dressed like Shakespeare, and he's like, oh, I I myself had an idea for a for a, a movie once and he's like oh oh yeah like uh, sir patrick stewart please tell me about this incredible movie you want to make and the, and he's like so i'm on like a beach and a nun shows up <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like a jo- already it's like a joke right and he's like he's like and her top falls down and she like rushes to like cover up but it's too late i've seen everything <laughs> And the guy, and the guy's like, uh huh. And he's like, he's like, I have another scene too. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm roller skating or whatever. It's like whatever, right? He's like, and this woman shows up and her, her dress falls off. <laughs> it's, it's always the late. same I've thing. Seen yeah. everything. It's too late. I've seen everything. I really love that line. <laughs> yeah, it, we, dude, it's so funny. And it's like, that's really him. Like maybe that's like him just like ad living. Who knows? It's so fucking funny. Um... <laughs> Like I think anybody who's read the Maltese Falcon or watched like the original yes, Maltese Falcon, will I see love it. That this episode is extremely like heavily inspired by the Maltese yes. Falcon. And I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid, and I mean, I liked all movies growing up, but to make it to have a kid watch like a 1947 movie, right? Like that's it's a good movie when you got the attention of like a six year old. Man. That's true. Like a six-year-old watching Bogey. Yeah. Wow. I was I was at my grandparents' house, and usually, like, they would watch AMC when AMC was just like really old movies. Um, and I remember watching it there, and I remember being riveted. I, and at the end, I was like, "Where is the Falcon? <laughs> Who has the one? Who has the Falcon?" The book is fucking amazing. Like, yeah. Um, the the Maltese Falcon is by uh, sh- I should have remembered the name before I started saying that fucking hell it's like a really fun name <laughs> yeah and I'm not typing don't listen to the type don't don't blah 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 there's, no, there's none of that it's uh, Dashiell Hammett Dashiell Hammett and yes. Dashiell like the the book version of Sam Spade is much more of like an asshole. Yeah. Than the movie yeah. version. Like, he takes no shit and he's incredibly sarcastic and mean about it. And yeah. it's super fun to read. I it's highly like, recommend it. It's like that Indiana Jones effect, right? Like, I told you before, like, I, like, my, my internet fan theory is like, uh, all those movies, like The Mummy and Indiana Jones and even like the ones with, uh, Nicholas Cage, like they're all in the same universe. They're in like the heist universe, right? <laughs> like the archaeology heist universe. Wow, is, is the librarian with all the magic and shit in that same universe? Sure, there's well, magic guess, in Indiana Jones. Indiana there's magic in the magic. Mummy. Yeah, it's true. That all works out, dude. Yeah, I, I fucking love the Mummy. That is such a good movie. The first two are so good. Yeah, 
The first um, one's great. So I just read this, and you may have noticed that I, like when I was like, man, like my brain was like a million miles away, but I was you reading broke, this. You, you broke your brain. Iris Stephen Bear went to go pitch this episode to Gene Roddenberry, and Gene Roddenberry was like, hey, I like the idea of the pleasure planet. What I want is, is a place where you see like women fondling and kissing other women and men hugging and holding hands and kissing, and we can imply yeah. that they're all having sex in the background. And Iris Stephen Bear was like trying to figure out how to tell him that that wouldn't make it past network censors. Yeah. So in this episode, we get like one couple kind of yeah. smooching on a on a, a chair, right? But apparently, like uh, he was trying to figure out how to tell him that, and Gene Roddenberry was finally like, "Ah, that's not gonna fly, is it? Just get the captain laid." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks though because like man that's what Riza that's, is man. that's it's like what it is yeah everybody like there's probably just like you walk down the beach and there's probably just fucking going on like there's what definitely, do they care there's definitely like little signs in every like every like walkway that's like the orgy starting in eight minutes better get there dude it's the game the yeah. game they, they're like the the announcer for the dance competition is like the dance competition will be starting in five minutes. Yeah, it's like the the three o'clock orgy will be starting yeah. in eight minutes. Yeah, dude, dude. Or it's like it's like buses, right? If you miss the three o'clock orgy, you can catch three fifteen. <laughs> Every fifteen minutes, there's a new orgy. Uh, I find that very funny though. That Gene Roddenberry was like, everyone's fucking and sucking the shit out of each other. <laughs> Well, wait, that's not going to be on TV, is it? <laughs> yeah. Man, he's right, though. He was He's a true visionary. I'm yeah, not even kidding. Absolutely. Gene Roddenberry's a visionary in a lot more ways than people give him credit for. He was he also, knew. like, a giant sex pervert, so that probably had something well, to do with <laughs> Some say most visionaries are. It's true. This one visionary I know is. He's also a bit of a redhead supremacist, but he's still a visionary. <laughs> Look. If there wasn't no, we're not going to be us. talking about this. I think uh, we're going to move on. Uh, this episode is a fucking hoot, man. Like it's it's like a Maltese Falcon. It's like a yeah. Indiana Jones. It's like it's great. It's sexy in a way that's not gross and weird in the same way that like an episode that uh, Brandon Braga would write. Right. Is. It's it's cleverly sexy. It's. Uh, Nobody's, it's one of the, nobody's fucking a ghost that fucked their grandma in this one. Yeah, that one's not. <laughs> I mean, that would be a hit now, right? With all the incest porn and stuff. All right, let's move on again, I think. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> like, it would be like a whole, like, you know. Like, it would be. Oh. It would actually be her stepbrother as a ghost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fucking my stepbrother? She takes her blindfold off. Guess I'll just keep doing it. Oh well. <laughs> I'm bugging my stepbrother and he's a ghost? <laughs> Didn't even know he died. None of this is weird right now, so let's keep going. Uh I love this side of Picard. Like some of my favorite Picard moments are when you put like stuffy, stodgy like stick up his ass Picard in situations where he's surrounded by characters that are trying to get him to not yeah. be that way. Yeah. Like Picard Day with the kids. Yep. Like this episode on Riza, like I absolutely love Picard having to be a normal human being and just failing. Yeah. 
him subverting your expectations too is always great like like there is that like adventurous side of him like you think he's like this like by the books like very stoic legend he's a legend right yeah but then he goes down to a fuck planet and he's like you know what went in rome i'll fuck this fucking criminal who turns into a spooky skeleton on deep space nine <laughs> he didn't know that yet not yet but she comes back several times yeah uh, not with him well he did no. yeah one with him with actually. q he she comes up with q yeah she hooks up with q and picard's like oh, i'm getting cucked by q Come that's on. like that's one of those ones where i'm like uh, i don't know yeah i don't know about this <laughs> i don't know if i would have gone that way with it but no. okay um yeah, it's like there's a whole sexual undertone with her and Q that doesn't need to be there. Right. Like it's it's Q doesn't need to be like uh Picard's sexual rival. No. He's already like humanity's like he's Q, he's God, right? Like what what else could he do to you? Like at the end they're on the fucking casting couch and Q's like, "Don't worry, I'll take good care of her, Picard." <laughs> the casting couch <laughs> <laughs> holy shit uh but this is a good episode when vosh comes back and she kind of like gets her comeuppance a little bit in deep space nine that's not bad either yeah that one's all right um this one's like really good though the character of vosh is fun because she's like yeah. uh like a really sort of old timey like charming thief type yeah. character like a, like cat, a cat burglar woman. yeah yeah and you don't really get that type of character in Star Trek because it doesn't make any sense, but... <laughs> I mean, what, that would be... Like, think about it this way, right? Like, if any there if there was any time to m- commit a crime, it would be then. Yeah. Where, what are they going to do to the you? fucking Tom Paris planet where yeah. you break leaves. They're just going to make you, like, learn and, like, feed you every day. Like, what are they going to do to you? Yeah, they're, <laughs> like, they're, they'll make you better yourself. And yeah. Realize that what you did was wrong. Sure. Um, but like she wants money, but why? Like I yeah, said, why would you be- want money? This is sort of before they fully settled on the yeah. fact that like money doesn't exist in the Federation. You could just go live on Earth and like have whatever you wanted. Like there are in there are like instances of the characters talking about money not mattering and not existing in TOS, right? But they still talk about credits they still talk about like earning their salaries and shit yeah it's like they the disconnect is like um we think of credit as money because it uh, that's all money is right yeah money money's is not money's not backed by gold anymore it's just no, fucking also, the number. gold is just shiny rock so right it never mattered to begin with it's valuable for other reasons that we no longer care about it's well some of it is like it's very good conductor of electricity yeah Yeah. um but the reason why people liked gold is because it was shiny and it didn't rust it just Mm -hmm. stayed forever it was like a miracle metal yeah like the iron and shit we had and you and you could use it easily it takes like a candle to melt gold (laughs) like it's like 600 degrees is the melting point or something right so you could make it into shit real simple but now, like, people aren't making earrings out of gold. You just go buy gold earrings. Yeah. I mean, you can make gold earrings. You just have to buy the gold. But you buy the gold with paper money. That means nothing. Yeah. You'd buy the gold for, uh, re- like, I don't know. What is it now? Like, $2,000 an ounce? Like, that's fucking insane. I have absolutely no idea. But it's you, crazy. you exchange paper that means nothing. Yeah. The paper is useless. And that's where in Star Trek TOS they were like, 
money's not real, but credits are like because credit cards were around, but they weren't like now, right? Like yeah, it was like a half measure type thing. Yeah, yeah. That by I don't know, like probably mid season three. Like if you went like a few more episodes into season three of TNG, yeah, they had completely like ascribed that there is no money. Well, they talk to those frozen popsicle people, and the guy who's the banker is like, "I need to check my stocks," and the, and Picard's like. Or data, or somebody is like, uh, "There's no stocks." <laughs> yeah, there's no stocks because there's no money, dog. Money isn't real anymore. People just get what they need, and, and he's like, like "This you, is you communism." Just get, you just get what you want, and he's like, "This is communist." And they're like, uh, "Let me look at my history book real quick." Yeah. And then the the guy's like, "This guitar is okay. I could live here." <laughs> yeah, like you got the guitar for nothing, dog. Be yeah. happy. Yeah. I feel like all these people who care so much about money would realize how, like, happy they are in a system where it doesn't matter fairly quickly. Because you can still do all the same shit that you did before. You just don't have to pay for it. Right. Like, if you were just comfortable and didn't... The thought of worrying about your existence is what kills people, right? Yeah. Like, you like, would just be who, who so Who knows much what the human lifespan would be if we weren't constantly worried about our ex- continued existence. Yeah, if we put that energy into other things, like disease and, like, you know, whatever, bettering ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it sounds like Star Trek. Yeah, like, in the future of Star Trek, you do whatever you want, which is, like... We just had a whole conversation about how doing what you want is always far better than doing what's expected of you. Yeah, don't follow the algorithm. And in the future, that's, like, what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do whatever the hell you want. Like, I would still be an artist in the future. I'd still be yeah. drawn. I just wouldn't be terrified that I'm going to be homeless next month. Right, I, I wouldn't be worried about... Uh, you'd be a much better artist because you were no longer stressed like i wouldn't be shit as fuck at art i'd be really good it'd be awesome (laughs) i meant like a better artist than like (laughs) i took my opportunity i know what you meant i'm sorry i didn't mean it like that i meant like no 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 no. i 100 percent knew what you meant i took my opportunity um you don't even draw pears jeff draw some fucking pears you're right you're right the uh the concept of Ryza is uh, probably one of the more misunderstood concepts that are in- that's introduced in TNG. I've seen a lot of people who love twisting a utopia into a dystopia, being like, yeah. "Oh, the Ryzians are like slaves or whatever," but like, yeah, they're not. That's not canon to the show whatsoever. Like, that's yeah. That's they, one of those. They opened their planet to this, and they could close it to it at any time. They're the ones in charge. There's no one right. in charge of the Rysians. Right. They're not being told what to do. No, they just want to fuck. Yep. I hear you. I hear, I'm I'm on board with them. I I got I get that. <laughs> it's uh. There's so many things that's uh, I ran into for the first time in years. Like you might remember if you're a longtime listener of M Class, me like being extremely butthurt and rallying against the idea that transporters destroy you and make a clone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into that for the first time in years the other day, and all uh, I could think is like, people still believe this? That's one of those things that some like fifteen year old on Reddit is like, but what if? 
Yeah. What if like the sky is actually the ground? It's like some fucking stupid it's like, shit. Like in, in the far flung future, we live in a beautiful utopia where humanity is reaching for the stars and trying to better itself. But we do use technology that kills you. Yeah. Also, I saw the Prestige too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like if we can believe they figured out a system to slipstream between existence to go fast, that they figured right. out how to transport people and living. Yeah. It's just it's just a show. Like and who knows? Maybe that is real. Maybe you could do it. Who even knows? Man? And it's, you it's, take a it's wild to me that people could watch like the movie X Men and be like, Oh, Nightcrawler can teleport. Right. And they don't immediately think, he dies every time he teleports, he it's blows up! It's because of fucking prestige, and nobody has an original thought in their brain. Yeah. And they're like, high, <laughs> but stupid <laughs> high. Not like me when I'm smart high. <laughs> There's a time almost every night where I can tell when you've gotten high, because your Twitter becomes very active, and very specifically <laughs> active, and I love it. I, t- I was like, yeah, I just watched like Lord of the Rings, or I just I was listening to Duke Ellington. I was like, this shit is incredible. Yeah, people need to fucking wake up on Duke Ellington. No one's I talking w- about this guy. He's I- just a little <laughs> musician. No one's ever heard. Of <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, man! I just it like I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, these guys. <laughs> I'm never thinking this high. I was like. These guys weren't playing um, for, like, an atmosphere in the room. They were playing for an atmosphere of an era. <laughs> so high. Like, like, thinking this shit. Like, thinking, like, oh, my God. Like, this is blowing my mind, right? Fuck, man. Like, like blues, jazz, early R&B and shit. It all slaps. Yeah, it all yeah early R&B. Slaps. Yeah, it's incredible. You know what's, like, the best, like, 90s, like, late 90s R&B was, like, the tightest shit ever. Yeah, like, uh, TLC? Like, TLC was, like, mid, late, like, Brandy. Brandy. Like, uh, fucking, um. Casey and JoJo. Casey and JoJo. I love that song. Fuck yeah. I remember hating it when it came out because it never stopped playing, but I, no, I love it. It was I, always on the radio. I love it. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, this episode's real good. You should uh, go into your streaming app and give it five stars or a thumbs up, unless it's Netflix where they don't allow you to do that anymore because they make <laughs> they make garbage and they don't want anyone to know. <laughs> It's like if you'd look, if you were around when Netflix allowed you to rate things, you could rate like the episodes. Like if you looked at the Netflix original content that they made that was like garbage, it all had like terrible ratings, and then suddenly you couldn't rate anything anymore. (laughs) I remember when like 2009, like Lilyhammer, that show that they made about that monster, and it was like very HBO esque, but it wasn't very good. Uh, I think. They made that first movie with Adam Sandler was the last thing you could rate, and then like oh. suddenly you could not rate anymore. The dumb seven or whatever it was, yeah. the, the stupid six or whatever, whatever the fuck it was, whatever. A knockoff of a knockoff. Yeah, <laughs> the Magnificent Seven is great. It is a great yeah. movie. Uh, seven Samurai is a greater movie. Seven Samurai is an impossible movie to compare anything to. That it's movie so is. 
fucking amazing. Like, yeah. I can't imagine a movie that introduces seven characters, and I I like and care about all of them as it's, the main I mean, It's like a four and a half hour long. Yeah. I mean, it's long as shit. Like, but. The Magnificent Seven, like, all of them are likable, but I don't know shit about, like, five of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember most of them. <laughs> like, like... like you bowl is in it and you Steve bowl, McQueen yeah. and Death Wish. <laughs> I don't remember his name. His name is Death Wish. Um Pierce Bronson? Brosnan. It's not <laughs> Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. 007 Pierce Brosnan is in it. He is one year old. <laughs> He's the baby cowboy. He's the ba- <laughs> fucking baby cowboy, man. It, it takes a lot to introduce, like, a big cast of characters and give them all, like, equal footing. And Seven yeah. Samurai does that. It does take four hours, but it does it. Yeah, when, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who's not the samurai. Yeah, he he's the best guy. He Toshiro Mifune big, plays Mifune, him. yeah. He's got the big sword. And he acts like a insane person the entire and then movie. At, and then at the end, he's a samurai. Yeah, like, he's, they the, like, he's the true hero at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Um, the I'll give Tarantino credit. The Hateful Eight does a good job of that as yeah. well, introducing eight characters and having them all on equal footing. Yeah, it's the <laughs> that's the first Tarantino movie my mom ever watched. That's a bad one to start with. That's I what think. I said. I was like, this is. I was like, you're really starting at a weird point here. Yeah, like, a dude. A dude does make another guy like force well, him at gunpoint to suck his dick. She, so she was like, I didn't like all the dick sucking. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's what you took away from the movie was the dick sucking. I I still remember that most from the rest of the movies. So. I I remember it just because it's so great because he's like. Like, did it happen? Who knows, right? Yeah, like, it, does, it, it doesn't it matter. It may not have happened, but it's right. horrific either way. Yeah, but it, it's um, meant to piss off the guy, right? It works. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and the line, he sucked the black off my dick. Yeah, and he says dingus. He's like, and when he was down there slurping on my dingus or whatever he says. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. It's That's Samuel Jackson. to start with, I think. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you should have probably started with, like, Pulp Fiction or something, yeah. like. Pulp Fiction has, like, its gimp scene or whatever, but it's mostly tasteful. Kill Bill's probably super accessible. Oh, yeah, that's that's super accessible. Like, Jackie Brown would be a good one to start with. Jackie Brown's really good. Um, Anyway, I think that's (laughs) a good time to end this. We've talked about Wiener sucking enough on this one, I think. Yeah, we we maxed out our quota this episode. (laughs) We're not allowed for the rest of the month. We'll see. (laughs) Gonna pick that upstairs since we're a business. We're fucking corporation. <laughs> Let me talk to corporate about it. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in, listening to this episode of M Class Podcast, setting your subspace relays to satellite M so you could hear us talk about this. Hell yeah! If you'd like to keep this show on the air and continue, make us continue talking about all of the horrible things that we mentioned during the course of this episode. You can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as $1, you get access to a ton of content, including emails a week early, Jeff and Josh shoot the shit, of which there is a new episode out, came out a week ago, about uh, Star Wars Fallen, Jedi Fallen Order. 
Yeah, we talked about a video game. Yeah, we did like a whole review, and we also talked about everything not related to that. It's a uh, it's a really good one. So, mm-hmm. and you could get it. You also get access to movie commentary tracks, audio logs, in-universe Star Trek audio logs from us, mm-hmm. and uh, M Class etc., which we need to do another one of eventually. Yep. And uh, even like older stuff, like we did the first couple episodes, I think we did the first two-parter of Star Trek Discovery before people realized that it was uh, real sad. It was, it a, was sad a bummer. We bummed everybody out. <laughs> but if you want to get bummed out along with your pals, head to it. History and will prove us right, Jeff. I'm confident about history this. History has already proved us right. True um, that. <laughs> the more money you pledge, the more content you get, and the earlier you get it, and uh, the longer we can continue making M-Class podcasts. The hope is that we never stop. We just keep doing it forever. Yeah, we'll just keep talking about whatever. We'll move on to whatever the fuck. Who even cares, right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll move on to something else that has an M in it somewhere. Yeah, we'll talk about... We'll make Jeff watch Battlestar Galactica. I don't give a we'll shit. We'll do Moneyball class <laughs> podcast. Do a whole podcast about Moneyball. <laughs> The movie? The movie. I've never seen it. I haven't either, so that'd be an interesting podcast. It's about, it's about baseball. I know that. The A, the Oakland A's. Uh, I'd like to specifically thank Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. It slaps. It's great. Find Vitizen on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore and mm-hmm. purchase his great new album, Eclectic Electric, on all music services. Do it. As always, if you want to see the Star Trek utopian future and you got a few bucks in on hand, you can uh, make a difference by heading to blacklivesmatter.card.co. That's card with two R's. And donate money to some good causes to get us to Star Trek land. Because that's what I fucking want. We're trying. I want true equality. I want Captain Sisko telling me what to do. Yeah. I want a future where black people are treated the same as everyone else. Yes. So please do that. Uh, head over to our Twitter at mclasspodcast. Shoot us an email at uh, mclassemail at gmail.com. No S. Never has been an S. Quit fucking asking. <laughs> and uh, with all that said, we will see you in one week's time for another M Class Podcast. Bye bye. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Trick with you, boys. We make it look easy. Damn, son, where'd you track that?
I'm mentally ill. Trip with your ball.